0: like what you do for a living? These things you see. You have to wear
1: blinders sometimes. Most times.
2: Detective William Somerset is looking for a way out. You're retiring. Six more days and you're all the way gone. So how long have you lived here?
1: Too long. Detective David Mills is looking for a way in. We'll be spending every waking hour together from now until the time I leave. I'll show you who your friends and enemies are. Look, i will homicide five years. out here. Now,
2: it's we have ourselves a homicide.
1: they're caught in a game.
2: No fingerprints and no witnesses of any kind. Nope. About the only thing we know about that guy right now is he's totally insane. with the price of sin, is dead. There are seven deadly sins: gluttony.
0: You're gonna come take a look at
2: this. Greed.
0: No one touches anything.
2: Sloth.
1: Wrath. Pride. Lust. And envy. Seven. You can expect five more of these. Body was found on Tuesday morning. I hate this city.
0: We're gonna get who did this. This will be the very definition of swift justice. There are two more bodies, two more victims. This guy's methodical, exacting, and worst of all, patient. He's laughing at us.
2: He he had a gun. He's two murders away from completing his masterpiece. Let's finish it. Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, Gwyneth Peltro. Have you ever seen anything like this? No.
1: What was I supposed to say? <laughs> Welcome to Midnight Movies, everybody. I am Kane. I am joined by Mike believe is that your name sir
0: that is my name today I, I, yes.
1: I you know what i totally <laughs> i totally hit a faux pas because i thought for a second i was like is he gonna intro this one he did pick it i was like oh wait a <laughs> minute. i think so it has to be me sorry guys about that little faux pas a little slip up here but uh we're back on track and uh this month we're actually doing one of mike's movies he chose it so I'm going to let him go into detail. Yeah,
0: this is... Uh, Why? I'm, we're doing thriller. We're doing thriller movies this this month. Uh, or a thriller movie this month. And I can't think of a better thriller uh, that... I mean, any movie, a better movie that can like epitomize a thriller. This has your twists, your turns, uh, just everything in here. You don't see it coming until the last minute. Yep. Uh, and... You know, this does. I know this falls under. They call this kind of my more of a, a noir style movie because it does have a lot of noir um, uh, moments and and um, and tropes in it. When you look at the the graphics and the you know, it's not a bright movie. Uh, when very, I very
1: dreary, yeah. kind of movie. Yeah. When I think
0: of tropes, when I think or not when I think of a, a film noir or a noir movie, I always one of my big ones is Payback by with Mel Gibson. It's a very dark, gritty. Colorful, you know, or le- colorless movie. Yeah, uh,
1: I would agree with that. That's but yeah, cool.
0: so yeah, 1995's Seven with, uh, with uh, directed by David Fincher, who had just been coming off. Did he come N- off Alien? Uh-huh, yeah, he was just oh coming boy. off of Alien 3. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, I mean, great, great director, Uh, you know, again, with the game, Fight Club, Panic Room, just... Yeah, he had a little little slip up coming out of the gate, but guess sure. what? Some he of some said. of some of the horses I have bet on in the past they slip up, but they they win at the end. And yeah, I think he he definitely did that. I mean, probably one of the last movies I think that that was uh like released out into the public was Gone Girl. Uh, so yeah, you know, another
1: another good yeah twisty Finchy type movie that he's known for. Um, I'm not sure if he did Mind Crimes on Netflix. He's done that, I think. Uh, he did
0: Mank on Netflix. That might be okay, maybe okay. what you're thinking. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm thinking. And also for for you 80s, 90s folks, he did some of the biggest music videos from the 80s to 90s. Uh, Janie's Got a Gun, Madonna Express Yourself, Oh Father, Vogue he was part of. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Justin B, or Justin Bieber, sorry, Justin, Justin Timberlake. Sorry, he did a uh, suit and tie. So he's also very he- heavily involved in music videos, and you can see, you know, that gritty side, especially from like Janie's Got a Gun and uh, if you remember, Express Yourself. Uh, you know, definitely uh, some uh, interesting stuff. Vogue and Freedom 90 from George Michael too. Wow, so, that's another good one too. Yeah, I mean, so you look huh. at what his his career um, as far as film goes. But even when you do look at Alien Three, you may not like the story, but the cinematography on it is
1: great. It's is really great. Good. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, yes, yes, may, he may not have wrote, you know, written the, the movie itself, but what he did with what he was given, I thought he did a good job.
1: Chicken, what did they say, chicken salad, chicken shit, chicken salad. It's yeah, basically exactly. What he did yep. there, so yep. he
0: he did the best he could. I like. I don't
1: fault him on Alien Three. I really don't. Like I said, that what he didn't write that film. Yeah. So you're, he just directed the whole yep. thing. He, he directed yep. the crap.
0: You're hired to do a job, and, and you and you go with it. So yeah,
1: the, the check cleared. is like, okay, so uh, take one. Uh, okay, well we have an alien as a dog. Uh, Nukes dead. All right, yeah, keep going. <laughs> uh,
0: and again, Prison Planet. an all star cast as well for this movie. I think is another reason why I really enjoy. It. You've got Brad. You've got Morgan Freeman, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kevin Spacey, R Lee Emery, the Sarge himself the Sarge. is on there, uh, Ra- uh, Richard Roundtree, Richard uh, Scheife. A lot of great actors on here. John C. McKinley is on here as well as uh, he's he's in here as a a small role as a SWAT team leader for in in California. So this is
1: the uh, I believe it's the first film for Brad after um, I think Legends of the Fall, where actually he was he started to blow up, and this is the first time he's actually co-starring with somebody in Morgan Freeman. People were realizing, wait a minute, this kid has talent, and uh, a very young Gwyneth Paltrow too. This is actually where they met on set, and they eventually, you know got married and all that good stuff so yeah to a young one of paltrow started smashing start smashing (laughs) yeah start
0: smashing the back room all that stuff. Kevin Spacey.
1: What's in the- No,
0: I'm saying. Yeah, no, not yet. Not, not yet. Uh, actually, this one, I believe, was pre-Legends of- No, you're right. You're right. Sorry. 95, 94. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry about that. I was like looking at the date. Yeah, because I knew that. That was like the big
1: thing, because everybody on Enter- Entertainment Tonight- Back in the day, when we were watching TV Kids, Entertainment Tonight was like, what's Brad's next project? Well, I, was, well, gonna do, like,
0: I think- Actually, different. no. He did Legends of the Fall, early 94, then Interview with the Vampire, late 94, then- Seven. Then he did
1: seven. Yeah, okay. so, so uh, I, th- I thought seven was after Legends. Uh,
0: no, no Legends. Well, okay. oh, no, it was. Yeah, Legends was ninety fall of ninety four, early ninety four. Then he did Interview with a Vampire ninety four. Then seven was ninety five. Oh, okay. So and then at the same time, he also did Twelve Monkeys this year.
1: So go, yeah, he was no.
0: ar- he was already on his on his hoof up.
1: Yeah, people would say that he's uh, still on his way up.
0: Yeah, you, know, you know, definitely We we have yet. We don't need to experience a uh, a, a pitassance, I guess you could say, because we just never had a lull. I don't think.
1: Yeah, he's he's never like he's like in any movie, like him or not like him. He's never really sucked. No,
0: now, even yeah. his first movie. When you think back to his first movie, Thelma Louise, he played the the cowboy uh, hitchhiker. He was good. Good, there. and that's where he's really that's where his his recognition would started off. Was, what, was that what
1: was he was he in um. Ooh, what's that movie I'm thinking about? With uh, was he was he in True Romance, or am I thinking of somebody nah, else? I think you're
0: thinking of somebody else. I don't think he was okay. in
1: True Romance. I thought he might have been in True Romance. I don't know. California, Ca- no, was he in California as the Killer with the yes. K? Yeah.
0: To, yeah. Because I think him, he was and, a murderer. He yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, he was a murderer in that movie. I remember that. And yeah. I thought he was really good. So, yeah, he's never really sucked, and recently got an Oscar win for uh, actually a really good movie, uh, Tarantino movie, which you know to me Hollywood. The Pit affair? I don't pit know. Affair,
0: yeah, the affair. Or like the Brad affair?
1: The Brad affair. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of us yapping. Let's yap while we do the movie. Exactly. So, uh, you ready?
0: Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, we are on the two hour and six minute Ooh. run. I believe is Ooh. the one. Or two, sorry, yeah, two hours I and got... six minutes. Hold on, guys. I'm doing. This. It's what we have in front of us. Just to give everybody a nice little. Hold heads up. on, guys.
1: I, I hit, hit the wrong button here for a second. Sorry. It's his first time guys it's okay
0: uh no well you know
1: <laughs> i hit the wrong little button my uh thing here just bear with us for a second guys i'm not going anywhere i promise just uh nothing to see here nothing to see here just keep going but uh, so how was your day okay. um, i think okay i'm ready all right sorry about
0: that guys not a problem so
1: anyway uh guys As always, we do the countdown, and we're going to do it in three, two, one, play. You know what I forgot to mention as we were talking about this movie, uh, how Fincher, you know, basically he started out. I mean, it depends who you talk to when he did Alien Resurrection. Some people like it. Some people hate it. But you cannot deny how many directors fincher has influenced especially lately i mean say what you will about that batman trailer what people have always have said is the common thing that it reminds them of a fincher film
0: i can yeah i can definitely see that that gritty side of it and honestly that's what i was expecting when you know they were talking about doing the batman film and that it'd be more um more detective based I was expecting a more of a film noir style, less color, have some color you know, in there, but more of a, a darker tone to it. Mm-hmm. A very spry, you Morgan Freeman.
1: I don't know how spry he is. He's probably like 50 in this movie.
0: Now they had a couple of uh, interesting choices for for Somerset here. Uh, uh, one one pick they wanted for uh, was uh, William Hurt. that mm, would have been bad. And then during pre-production, Al Pacino was considered.
1: To play.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think it's. I'd like the the gruffness i don't think pacino pacino can can act don't get don't get me wrong i just no he can't
1: he 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 basically played a detective in heat so he can he can do it it's just like i don't think the way this film is structured that he would fit i think he would just sort of like over overshadow
0: yeah maybe yeah well not well not so much i just don't
1: not even even overshadow. maybe mm, i don't know what the word i'm looking for is it's
0: hmm. i i think i think what it is it's his his personality, his character of uh, to to this to this character uh, is is more for Friedman. He's more of a nurturing kind. You Portino, I yeah. I don't see. I mean, other than like uh, what's the one where he's blind? Just do a blank on it. Ooh, That's ah, a sen- son, a of, son of a woman. Son of a woman. Yeah, there's he's he's a little bit nurturing, but he's harsh in the beginning of the movie. It's a I, dick. Yeah. <laughs> You also had a uh, Robert Duvall and Gene Hackman turned down the role. Ooh,
1: I could, I could have seen either of
0: those two guys yeah. do it, either of those two, especially Gene. And the one role I'm, I'm happy she turned down, uh, it for, um, for Tracy Mills, a Gwyneth Paltrow's character. We're not introduced to her yet, but, uh, there was one actress offered it, and I'm very happy she turned it down. Uh, Christina Applegate.
1: Oh, good, good, please. And Ooh. this
0: is. Oh boy deep into like I think this I think married with children was still like at season seven or eight yeah
1: thank you for not turning yeah through.
0: I was like oh no no offense no like, no 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 i I like her i like I like the movie she's done I like some of the shows she's done uh I've had a, my chance to meet her and talk to her but I just yeah she wouldn't fit here and I think she can see it herself I think that's probably why she turned down the role she was awesome in bad moms so good Well, I like to right know who killed the babysitter though.
1: Oh yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Or mom, the babysitter's dead or what? Is, what was that movie?
1: Hey mom, the babysitter's dead. Yeah. I think that's something. That's, like that. yeah. yeah. I know he's a little old. Well, he's very old now. No offense. I think he's in his eighties, but I always thought with the mannerisms that he has and playing a, like a nurturing type of teacher. I could, I could see him in a role in Star Wars, like an old Jedi. I could see more with a robe and just hanging out. And teach, hey, this
0: is out of the force wax, you know. Not with that accent. That's no, I, I I see him. <laughs> I can see him more as like uh, a smuggler. I, I see him more of doing so. a gritty, Yeah, more gritty.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
0: Yeah, something more gritty. I know he's got the voice, but I think something uh, in line of um, – Shoot, uh, God, so I'm not doing too good with names today. Uh, crap, Apollo Creed. Uh, oh, like a boxing trainer? No, no, no the the actor that played Apollo Creed. Uh, oh, uh, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. How he is in. Oh, in Mando. Yeah, yeah. I could see, okay. I could see Morgan Freeman playing more that kind of kind of character.
1: You know, we were talking about actors who basically got, you know, they were in their early infancies starting to be something. We said uh, Gwyneth and we said Brad, but another one also in this movie. He uh, big part of the movie.
0: Mr. Spacey himself. Yeah, I mean, he'd uh, he'd already done uh, Usual Suspects, I think, by now. Yeah. Uh, working Girl, he'd already been in. I mean, he he was up and coming uh Gary, Glenn, Glenn Ross he'd done before this so I mean he had some some already in his belt uh definitely you know like I was saying um definitely uh usual spot the usual suspects was his oh like breakout actually that came out the same year as this did I take that back I can't believe you didn't choose that one but either or like both of these movies either one you're gonna win I need a thriller thriller to me thriller usual suspects doesn't fall under thriller to me this is prime thriller this is prime filler for the '90s. You know, everybody has to remember this. This is pre-millennia, changing um, the world in the in pop culture was in a very darker place. I don't, I don't know what it was about it. Uh, music was a little bit edgier. Uh, Speaking movies. of music,
1: the uh, the score playing through this intro, yeah,
0: Nine Inch Nails. That's one of their intros. So they definitely went with the times here. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's and again we're talking '95. Closer we got to the year two thousand, things you know were definitely got a little bit grittier and yeah. darker. So that's one reason why I like this movie because it do, it does hold a good representation for the decade.
1: When I was watching this movie, even then I was thinking I'm like, because you know at that time I'm buying Wizard magazine and I'm thinking, man, they could do a Dark Knight Returns with this style, kill at the box office. Like, literally, you could basically have the same exact movie, same characters, same everything, and all you do
0: is you just pop Batman in here. That's all you're doing. Well, this, I mean, this would be a great one for, like, a year one, a young Brad Pitt. Oh, Pipp, yeah. young Brad yeah. Pitt playing, playing uh, Commissioner Gordon. Oh, my God. That'd you be know. so good. <laughs> and he's, he's being introduced to this world with an aging, aging detective, you know, Morgan Friedman, and you just have this dark shadow running through the city. I mean, there's your movie right there.
1: That'd be so good,
0: yeah. Yeah, we're we're only two year two years after uh, after X Files, so you know, definitely again that big sign of the darker side of the millennium coming.
1: Well, pretty much like you just said, everything around this time was very, very dark. Yeah. Comics were dark, movies were dark, music. like it's music was dark. It's like uh, that old saying. When you buy a comic back then, it was basically about people gritting their teeth and it was always dark and raining. That yeah. was always the thing with comics
0: back then. And everybody was like, you know, fifty times bigger than what they you know. Yeah, they, they really were always be.
1: huge. Like even every character was drawn big that way, just like gigantic, like massive. I don't know, I guess everybody was so angry they just worked out. They were all Henry Rollins back then.
0: Let yeah. me just get angry,
1: throw myself in a shack, and have a, a, a weight bench and just lift. I love how he's he's trying to be like, you know, the hot shot detective, man. I know everything, you know, and and then Morgan's like, "No, nah, you don't know everything, man. I'm gonna show you a world you that make you turn white." Or if you if you watch, uh, what was that one uh What was that line I got it from? "I'll see shit that'll turn you
0: white." <laughs> oh god, what is that? Funny? You know what
1: I'm talking about? Yeah. I try, I'm trying to think of the movie. It was it was it was, it was a it was a black guy and he, and he's like yeah when i started here i used to be a white guy (laughs) i gotta figure that movie if anybody knows what it is please let me know it's just a scene that that that's not uh men at work is it is it men at work it might it might be it might be i'm
0: not saying it is but poor guy no no that's ghostbusters oh my god is it i think that's ghostbusters too Okay. Or Ghostbusters and, one, where they're where they're where they're interviewing. Yeah, yeah. Him. with Ernie Hudson. That's yeah. right. I'll yeah. see. that will turn. turn you white. Yeah, that's Wait. what it is. <laughs> Sorry, I had to think about that for a second. I, I could see the face. Yeah, and, and, he, and he had a cigarette dangling out. I think when he said yeah, it. Yeah, 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 he did.
1: Ernie Hudson. God bless
0: him. <laughs> now this, you want to talk about a classic trope? Uh, this one, uh, seven, continues a tradition that honestly some say come from, uh, probably one of the famous influencers of, not just our generation of movie makers, but generations beforehand, uh, Akira Kurosawa. Yep. That it's basically a cynical but intelligent elderly detective and Morgan Freeman with a hot-headed, idealistic rookie. Yep. And these uh these men are detective. You know, Somerset and Mills, obviously. And that that. Part of that is is you know the the odd couple formula that has worked over and over again. I could not tell you how many cop movies we've seen where it's the grizzled old dude, young rookie, and uh, you know things happen. I think probably one of my favorite ones that most people don't remember. Uh, was rookie with uh, Clint Eastwood and charlie sheen
1: oh yeah wow I mean,
0: that's, that's it. yeah it's one of boy. it's so much fun on that one cuz not only that but it's you would expect it to be you know dirty harry being gruff with him and stuff like that you know that kind of style but it's actually he was kind of kind of humorous yeah. on the shit he would do you know, put charlie sheen through hysterical that's a good pull I don't, I don't remember that one i have to oh rookie oh look that one yeah, up yeah i have to look that one up that's an interesting one yeah Don't think it was much it wasn't much longer after or after I think a Fair Bueller when he did his uh, Charlie Sheen had his his surprisingly uh, dr- drugged up person uh, cameo. Funny how life imitates art or the other way yeah, around. With, exactly. The other way around with him it's kind of hard to tell which way it goes with him. Yeah. <laughs> i mean one of my favorite shows is two and a half men and i just I'm like it's it's him making fun the, of himself he, basically he dude the minute he left
1: that show is the minute that show went down
0: i still liked it when ashton uh, i it. it was okay but it
1: dude when charlie was on there just like he made fun of himself yeah, there's every something, single yeah, week
0: there's something going on and the kid being an idiot and he just always made fun of him oh my god my only thing with that is it, it became it got worse as it like when they first started off, they were kind of like family and they were trying to work with each other, but battle a little bit. But that by the end, before Charlie left, it became just like this crazy, like they just were douchebags to be douchebags. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, well, it's pretty much doing what Married with Children did. You know, it's, it's kind yeah. of taking it to over the, over the edge. And I just didn't like that. Ugh. Oh, man. One of the interesting things in this movie As gruesome and as dark as it is, there's no violence. No. You don't see death. You know, you don't see John Doe doing this or that. And, and you know, another great, you know, trope in a movie is you're not seeing.
1: Exactly. Psychological thrillers. It's the things you don't see that your mind creates inside of your head. And I think we talked about this before like you've always said like, your favorite thing about a movie, especially like a thriller
0: or suspense, is the things you don't see. Yeah. The things you create in your mind like, oh, man, what could have that been like? And it's interesting. David Fincher, when, I, when, when he was talking with uh, Kevin Spacey and Brad Pitt, he's, he, he was telling him, he says, listen, this is not going to be the movie that you're remembered for. But it may be a movie you're incredibly proud of doing. And I I don't know I don't hear them talking about I don't hear people talking about this movie that much, so I don't know if, you know, in retrospect they think that. Interesting. Is that
1: who I think it is? Sorry, I can't see. The 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 corner. He was the father in that horrible Fantastic Four movie. I wonder if I'm right.
0: Let me see if he's on the list for a corner. Nope. No, but I don't see him on the list. Yep,
1: yep, him? that's him. Is that's it? him. Yep, that's Reg E. Catherdy. Passed away in 2018. Yep, he was the father in uh, Fantastic Four. He was in The Mask, Tank Girl. Elementary was in Luke Cage. Yeah, that's him. He was the, uh, if you guys are big Blacklist fans like I am, he was the, uh, he was the, uh, the grave digger.
0: Uh, Denzel was actually, uh, turned down the role for, uh, Brad Pitt's character.
1: Man, that would have been an interesting, has, has Freeman and Denzel ever done a movie together? Uh,
0: I think the only one I can think of, were they both in glory?
1: That's what I'm thinking. I think glory, but I don't think they were in any scenes together. Uh,
0: they may have been, I don't, I thought they were part of the same, uh, division. I thought they were. I thought they had a couple of scenes where they were in the tent. Not I have just, to. I have to look. They, I, if they. If they. If they had scenes together, they were. It was a. It was a, a group scene. It was. Yeah, a group scene. Yeah, I don't think it was nothing. like a solo, yeah. like a one-on-one. Well, they, you got to realize they weren't really nobody's in. So I mean, they were just actors. Nobody thought about putting them together. But it's funny is is uh, he says he uh, he was telling Entertainment Weekly that he turned down the film because it was too dark and evil. But l- later he's regretted it. That, that it was a, uh, it's a bad decision after seeing the screaming. You're uh, making that decision. Yeah. Sarge! That's right. Mr. Arlie Emery. Rest in peace.
1: What are you talking about? It's got to be. Put the rookie out there in his ass. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I know he's trying to be a captain in this film, but he's always Sarge, man. I'm sorry. He's always loud, obnoxious, yelling, and screaming. I just can't. Well, that's a the captain.
0: I, they, they picked the right guy. <laughs> he's supposed I, to be loud. <laughs> but
1: he, but he never
0: yells and screams in this movie. That's the thing. He's easy. Very... What you wanted <laughs> to start yelling? Hey, pile!
1: Yeah, like, come <laughs> on, damn it, Mills, give me twenty. <laughs>
0: that's that's called typecasting, and we don't want to do oh, that. I know. To him. I know, but gotta tweak them eyebrows, though, bro. <sighs> oh man, that was Helter Skelter. Eyebrows are perfect. Okay, well, there's our answer. I was just looking through some of the notes here. Yeah, Brad Pitt has considered this to be one of his most perfect films he's ever made. So uh, that's that's I would, high I, praise. That's,
1: that's, I would I would agree with that. Shaft. <laughs> Mr. Richard Roundtree. Come on, man. You missed the boat. If you have Richard Roundtree in the movie, you got to make him Shaft, man. Putting Shaft in a dark movie like this. Don't matter, baby. Swing it. Oh, what's on with that player right there? Man, that guy looked like David Schwimmer for a second. Split second. Curly haired guy. It was
0: the nose, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think it's what it was. Doesn't he look like a little bit? Slightly?
0: No, because I don't want to be sued by the Jewish League. Oh. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Man, ridiculous to the point of offensive. Wow.
0: Back then, we didn't iron our shirts neither, I guess I protect this Now you want you want that's just uh, you know showing them how how gritty and he, I, I know prepared. I know. Now just, watch the ties. The ties are actually Brad Pitt's. He brought them home because he wanted he wanted the his character to have uh, no uh, no fashion consciousness or style at all. So every single one of his ties are his own personal ones. Who does a score for this film? Uh, oh wait, I remember I saw and I was like, oh hey, that's uh, a name I recognize. I think it was Howard Howard Shore, Ar- and
1: Howard Shore, Howard
0: Shore yep. ended up okay. doing um, the Lord of the Rings series, the Hobbit trilogy, and the uh, and the scores for Lord of the Rings.
1: Okay, yep, that's right, yep. I always say this is a, you know, if you want to do movie comparisons and maybe to me, this is the darker version of Lethal Weapon. Old time retired copy, he's going to retire, new rookie cop coming in. Same thing. Not actually more suspenseful, but very dark.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see that.
1: You look it on Google and look up movies like this, similar to Seven, they put Lethal Weapon down there. I'm like,
0: that's a weird little thing, but <laughs> yeah. I know this one was voted, I think Entertainment Weekly did a voting on like the top, like you know, thriller movies or scariest movies. And this one ranked up there, uh, I think, number eight. Mm. Which I was like, oh, really? That's uh, one of. What's well, up there? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess maybe because I don't hear a lot of people talking about this movie and, and making production about it that that I think that of it as that but you know for me I can I would definitely have see that but
1: Jim Gordon and Commissioner Loeb, the early days.
0: Yeah, like I said, I mean, when you when you look at that, you'll I just That's what see. I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I see him. Yeah, I could see like you could do like you know Lieutenant Loeb or like Captain Gordon here. And honestly, it, like you said before, Batman's just in the, in the background, just a shadow.
0: Yeah, they can be chasing down the Joker. His first, his first
1: group. Yeah, of,
0: or this more probably more Riddler if you really look at more it. More Riddler. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like, maybe at some, it, at some points in the movie, they intersect. Like, what's that? Or you just see a cape oh, yeah, as, okay, a, as, how, as they walk into a room.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's what I kind of thought we were going to get when we got Gotham, that TV series. Sounds like what we're going to get with the new Gotham, though. So, I mean, yes, we, yes, we have a soft spot. You mean spot. Gotham
1: PD? PD, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, that sounds more like what they're going for in that concept. Even though, I mean, we wanted it the first go-round and we would pre- would have preferred it but i think this one will be uh, I think it's going to be the, the, the way we want it i just don't know i just got to see the yeah the i got to
1: see the yeah i mean for what gotham was i didn't hate it after you told me how to look at it cuz for a while i was crapping on that show oof Yeah, you, you were not a fan. No. no, oh, especially of one Keane. I hated that character. I would scream to you. I hated her. Like these long soliloquies and paragraphs I would send to you. And then as the show went on, I was like, oh, my God, she's one of the best characters in the show. Why did he point that picture at Brad so intensely? Greed. <laughs> did you notice that? Well, when you need to think about his character. <laughs> I, was, I think that was a little shot
0: at him. Yeah. So this one actually, uh, helped kill one of your, uh, one of your favorite movies of all time. Uh, seven also opened on September 22nd, 1995 the same day as uh director Paul Verhoeven's critically revealed or reviled, sorry, Showgirls. Oh baby. Uh seven made thirteen million on its first weekend compared to the eight million for the N C seventeen film, and I believe that was one of the first N C seventeen films that were made. So yeah, so that's what it had to compete with. Showgirls made eight million dollars? Uh in that first weekend. Thirteen million for seven the first weekend, and then compared to the eight million. I mean, you did have a lot of a lot of fans, a lot of uh, you know, uh, Saved by the Bell fans that wanted to go see that, and then just the see Jesse span all their boobies. Yeah, and then just the the promotion and and what is this is the time. Yeah, again, you can see the the time that we were in. Do we want to go see a glamour, flashy kind of movie, or do we want to see something gritty, real style? And I, th- I think that's that's where you can definitely see how the fans spoke and what they were into at the time. You know, most people forget. You know, rolling off a roll, you know, rolling into the '90s and everything. We we're coming off of a, a very decadent decade in the '80s, and you know, that's mm-hmm. that's where you see it in the music. You see, like you, that's why grunge made such an impact and such a quick impact and killing off. You know, one of the probably the most decadent styles of music. You know, the '80s hair metal bands. And it made a hard, hard right turn, you know, when, when it came to music. Um, I actually was acquaintance, acquaintances with uh, the, the singer for Warrant, Janie Lane. I used to work mm-hmm. at one of his bars.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, a couple of friends became, you know, we weren't friends friends with him, but, you know, acquaintances, and we'd sit around and talk. And we were sitting around the bar after hours one night, just you know, bullshitting and. We'd ask them about the, you know, because we were fans of that style of music because that was in our, you know, age you know, group. But we had drifted over to grunge and everything. And we asked him about that. Like, what, what was the, when did you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, we were kind, of, we were kind of rude a few times. We, you, know, you know, when did you know the writing was on the wall? And he literally said, when the writing was on the wall, they took my my band's picture down when I walked into Capitol Records, and they just put up Allison in Chains. And he's like, I remember, he's like, who is that? And when he listened to it, he became a fan. He was like, wow. He's like, the, the, just the vocal styling. Yeah. You know, that they could do the harmonies and, and structure. It they w- would do. That's
1: the thing that people don't realize about that era. And it wasn't like everything was miserable. No, nah, I'm nah, nah, talking about like that. No, that like bands like Alice and Chains and Soundgarden, they had harmonies, man. They were just harmonic and just good musicians. And then, you know, they weren't tied to a certain era because as things went along, yes, they're tied to that grunge era because that's when they came out. but. As time went along, they just became great bands, and eventually, you know, those hair bands did make comebacks. Yeah, I mean,
0: everything is a cycle. Yeah, the ones that were good bands in the hair band, you know, time they all came around. They, you know, the ones that weren't, you know, manufactured.
1: I wonder what year the downward spiral was released. I wonder if it was this year or a couple of years before.
0: This is ninety five. I think was that a ninety three? Okay, so a couple of years before. Oh, I think. Because downward spiral was more like just like an an EP, like just because it was only a few songs, if I remember right.
1: Yeah, it's like six.
0: I still have that EP somewhere. Yeah, let me see here, Yeah, because I know that wasn't a big one. Yeah, 94, so March. Yeah. March 94.
1: People told me, like, the way they heard that closer song was through this movie. Because it doesn't play. It plays like the instrumental version. Right. In and I think at the end it plays the full song. I could be wrong, but I think on the seventh, the seventh soundtrack,
0: it was on there. Or it might have been just for promotional. Oh, this music. was a full studio album. Okay, what am I thinking of? That's a. They had EP. a couple of those EPs. It's one of those orange. Uh, had an orange. Cover. Oh, that's is that, one that pretty? That's
1: Pretty Hate Machine. No, pretty, pretty Hate. No,
0: Pretty Hate Machine was no? the first album.
1: Okay, so Downward of second. What was second. oh? Dude, I have to look it up now. Broken.
0: That's the one I'm thinking of. Broken. Because you had Broken and you had Fixed. Those were two EPs that came out with them during that time frame. Because yeah, Pretty Hate Machine was her first album.
1: Of course, uh typical movie trope, you got to have classical music playing somewhere when you were trying to figure stuff out. You know, again, I'm going to stop saying this, but man, this you really could do a Gotham year one. Like, just take the seven name away and put Gotham year one. I believe Fincher was up to do a Batman movie, too. He was talked about and he I think he discussed doing year one i have to look that up to make sure.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see that, yeah.
1: Which is what Matt Reeves is trying to do. Again, my only problem with that trailer is the guy in the back suit. That's it. Cliff Notes. I remember the Cliff Notes. Oh, boy. Saved my life a couple times.
0: That's funny. All right. Uh, so, Pan, Pan's Labyrinth director, Guillermo de Toro, turned down this film as he saw himself as a romantic who doesn't subscribe to the film's dark vision of the world. <laughs> wow, Guillermo. I,
1: okay, Guillermo. All right. No problem.
0: Whatever that's you say. Really. Thanks. And Pitt had turned down another uh, a role. I'm surprised he turned this down. This would have been a big role for him, uh, to so he could do this movie. He was uh, turned down a role for Apollo 13. Mm. That's a that's a big role to turn down. Especially is, just looking at the huge role, the the names behind it. I would that would have been a I mean, to me a no brainer. Like, oh yeah, let me do that one.
1: That was Ron Howard.
0: Yeah, Apollo Ron 15? Howard. Yeah, Ron Howard okay. directed that. Yeah.
1: That was during Monty Howard's peak as a director.
0: I thought he's done pretty good. I haven't seen. Yeah,
1: like I, I said, I, I I like Solo. I'm one of the few people that actually likes that movie. I don't hate. Like at first, I was like, "What is this?" But I was. I watched it a couple
0: times. Like, this is not awful. Solo Solo is is feeling the the effects of dual directors, and the same thing we we can be said about you know Justice League. Mm. There's a side effect of having two directors, one starting with a vision, and another one stepping in and trying to make up and figure out what that vision was. It's very tough to do. I mean, it's it's very hard for a creator of of a something to go away and then somebody else come behind them and pick it up mm-hmm. and that, and, and make true. it a you know make it its own. I think probably musically. That's probably one of the hardest things to do. I've, we've we've seen it done musically. Actually, was um, "Wagon Wheel," made you know by by Darius Rucker and um, and the uh, Medicine Show. Uh, that was originally written by Bob Dylan, but he didn't have any finishing lyrics to it. Mm-hmm. The Medicine Show finished the lyrics and then released it as a combo that written by by Dylan and by Medicine Show. And so, you know, very rarely will you get that where somebody is starting it
1: and somebody finishes finishing
0: it yeah now so i understand you're going to have a different writer than a director so but the writer has written it out and here here it is and then you know the director finishes what his concept is and i i just think that's where that film and then of course you know we you know justice league just fell short yes phones that folks that is a rotary phone on the wall young Gwyneth Paltrow
1: future pepper pots right there damn is that three dogs i got a little apartment like that Do you hear the shaft theme in the background? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I still nod there. I didn't notice that till now. Uh, Again, another thing we've talked about thousands of times. Another great soundtrack to a movie. Kills me to this day how they don't market that stuff anymore. I know we're in a different time, but... Really think that could be an asset, especially to like an unknown IP. You release a kick-ass soundtrack with a song to accompany it. Like, oh, what's
0: that? What movie is that in? I want to check that out. Yeah, it's yeah, like you said. I mean, we are in a different time frame because people don't buy albums any longer. It's
1: they stream, yeah, yeah, download. They they
0: grab one song of of their choosing. They don't have to deal with the B tracks or the you know the the side tracks or the throwaway tracks. They can just get in and get get what they want and get out. Yes, I enjoy that fact of it, but at the same time you lose and you're missing some some hidden gems. You're never gonna have Mm -hmm. that chance to catch that hidden gem of that artist. Um, you know, a lot of artists just release singles nowadays and that that's you know, that's going back to the old fifties and sixties style of music. You know, they didn't release albums, they released singles and they would tour on three songs. That's it, yeah. Wow. I love how she gets she she tries to get into his head and yeah. she know who he is and
1: He he just shot it down as a like, nope almost but didn't happen. And of course you're gonna see him, Mr. Morgan Freeman in another type of thriller movie a couple of years from now. Kiss the Girls, where he plays Detective Alex Cross. Spawned a couple sequels, I believe, too. Just don't watch the one with Tyler Perry. Where it's, where it's Supposedly the young Alex Cross. That was not good.
0: Yeah, so yeah, it was Denzel and uh, Morgan Freeman. Both were in glory. So we, we were... Okay, so that's the film. Uh, So they were in scenes together, just again, like we were saying. The group scenes, right? Yeah, they were. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Vibrating, you know, <laughs> dude. I don't know about you. That was scary when more Friedman started laughing like this. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> look at that! That's terrifying. Oh, Can you, you, you imagine that? He's he's like this straight laced guy. Well, by the way, Mike, <laughs> look, you don't
0: you don't remember that laugh from the electric company? Come on, man.
1: Oh God! <laughs> wow.
0: Kids, that's uh, before
1: any of you were born. Yeah. So, and some of us were born. So, electric company, you're winning with the deep cuts tonight, by the way.
0: So they, uh, to get that feel of the train coming by, they actually put the apartment or the set on on stilts, so they could get the 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 shake.
1: You know it's funny. Movies like this, without jump scares or gore, will probably scare me more than movies that actually show. This everything.
0: has one. This has one. Th- yeah, it I, does have you, one. Yeah.
1: The, yeah. I remember I
0: when that one happened. I about oh. happened. I about wet myself because it. It's so subtle because this there's no mm. shock. There's like that's probably the most shocking thing. Oh, Morgan Freeman's oh. laugh. You know, and through the oh. whole movie, so it's it's lulled you in this, the sense of security that okay, this is what I'm expecting. A mind game of a movie, not something jumping at you, and it's amazing the way he does it. I tell you, the one thing I do like about that what David did on here, um, and I'm you know definitely you we'll know, we'll say that the writer was a big part of this as well. This isn't in a real city. This isn't New York. This isn't L.A. This is They don't do they mention the city? No, it's a fictitious city. They never mention the city. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm saying. Yeah. It, it could be Gotham. Yeah, like, they, you know, it's it was primarily shot. I think California and uh, Pennsylvania is where it was mostly shot at. But you don't you don't know where it is. Like I said, yeah, it could be just it could be Gotham Metropolis, and I love the fact of the world that it built. Mm-hmm. Like because you feel comfortable, somebody from New York could feel like this was from New from New York. I I was living in L.A. I think at the time for this one. So for me. I felt LA. I felt the grittiness. I and felt, the- I felt New York right away. Yeah. So that's, that's what I love is because when you do that, if you tag a city, you so- sometimes can alienate your, your audience. But Vision if you keep it, it yeah, if you keep it general and open, people will put their own town in it. It could be Chicago, you know, with the, with the, with all the rain and the, and the, you know, and everything in there, it could be a Seattle. It just it could be anywhere. And it's, it's what I love about it. That just, it, it, Keeps it open, but builds this great world Mm
2: -hmm.
0: so that way you don't have to worry about, you know, where they're at. You can worry about the people.
1: Oh, you'll get it, Brad. You'll get it.
0: For you 90s fans, this is funny. Uh, There was somebody else considered for the killer role. Uh, And uh, for (laughs) for you music fans, uh, Michael Stipe from REM was was considered for the role for the killer. And I got to tell you, that would have... I I don't know if he could have done it. I've never seen Michael acting anything but that would have been a uh, an interesting twist there
1: use the ultraviolet light rookie Okay, I'm going to say it again. Let's imagine this is Gotham. And the killer doing this
0: is the Calendar Man. Yeah. I can, I, I can I think, I think Riddler's more the more cuz he's you, he's putting Riddlers out there. He's making you think. I don't know. Uh, you, I, you could just switch it around a little bit. Why switch it around? It's
1: the, I don't know. The I'm Riddler. Saying.
0: Why the calendar, man? It's just. Because
1: it's, it's an obscure character. It hasn't been done. I think uh, you can. So neither, the Riddler's
0: never really been truly done. <laughs> when, you, when you think what well, we have. Think what we've gotten. Has the Riddler we've really been gotten...
1: done? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> but we're getting the Riddler, so. Yeah.
0: Edward Masterson. So according to Fincher, the, some of the camera work that was done here was influenced by a very popular show uh, that has been running since 1988 and has recently been canceled. 88? Yeah. there's a There's a television series that's been running from 1988 and has recently been canceled that he took a lot of – the camera angles and in the, in the shooting, kind of uh, cameras of being like in the back seat and peering over people's shoulders and things like that.
1: Is it? Um, oh, mm. um. Oh my God! It's the tip of my tongue. Is it? Yeah. I know what it is. It's been on forever. Oh. How can I get? I keep, it's not, no, I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. It sounds dumb. Um, is it long order? No. No?
0: No. But you're close. You're well, really, c- really close.
1: It's not CSI, is it? No. Because CSI came in the 90s. Oh. Okay, I give up. Get me. You
0: you Figure it out yet?
1: No, no, I don't. What is it?
0: Cops. <sighs> A lot of the shooting styles he he adopted from from cops. The the being from the coming from the back seat, looking over your shoulder, that kind of style. Makes sense. Yeah, and you were talking about Closer being on here. Uh, it was a remix from, from uh, Nine Inch Nails. Um, and it's funny is this song was actually missing on the soundtrack to this movie. Okay, so it wasn't on the soundtrack. It was not on the soundtrack. Now, Reznor, but it was in the promotional videos. Yeah, exactly. and like and, and in yeah, the movie okay. and everything. Yeah, now Reznor later won an Oscar for scoring another David Fincher's movie.
1: Social Network, man. Yep,
0: Mango, yep. Huh?
1: The f- Facebook movie, but no, the, the score's actually written really good in that movie, too. One of the most terrifying versions of a creep I've ever heard in my life is on that soundtrack. There is a Sarge. Yeah, like I said he's
0: in there. You know, I mean there's not much difference from a good good co- ca- you know police captain and a good uh, drill instructor. Now this film also holds a record with three other movies for being the this one is ranked as the third slowest film to reach 100 million dollars in the US box office. slow burn yeah now it's funny is the other two movies that are in here the, the number one and the number two movie to you know reach the hundred million slowly they both have actors from this movie uh, the first one uh, will be uh, Shakespeare in Love which Gwyneth Paltrow was on and then uh, the movie Unforgiven Clint Eastwood which Morgan Friedman was on so the combined with the, with all three of these actors. They all are uh, <laughs> the slowest to get to the, the hundred million in the U.S.
1: Slow barn.
0: Yeah, it doesn't say how long it would it took them, but it you know, definitely uh, does say slow to reach it.
2: Hmm. I I Uh oh.
1: They had everybody going up.
0: That's right. They're after him.
1: Yeah, and look at look at the the police cars. There's like no affiliation to a city.
0: Again. Now there was another director that was offered this, and they thought about bringing him in. And I I thought when I read the name, I was like, oh, I could see that with the, the type of films he does. It's a Canadian director, uh, David Cronenberg. Oh yeah, yeah, Cornenberg. Yep. Yeah, you think yeah. of you think of the movies he's done in the past: Scanners, Videorama, you know, The oh, Fly, yeah. hey, drone man, Video Video Drone, not Videorama. Sorry, that was that was, a, that was a, Vide- Videorama was the sequel. Yeah, it's about a killer arcade. I mean, you Vide- <laughs> just look at you look Videor- at his <laughs> list. <laughs> you look at his list, except, minus, minus out Jason X. It's a good list. Hey, Jason X. Holds a special place in my heart. It's, a, it's a special place. It's a not not a great place. Not but a it's great, a not place. a great
1: place. But there is a place for it. Yeah. Now, Jason in space. Yeah. That's different. Well, that's it. That was
0: that was Jason X. Is it? Is it Jason yeah, it's X? Yeah. Jason it was, X. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking about. I thought you were thinking about something else. No, 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 Jason okay. X. No, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, other other than the uh, the scene where he where he puts the uh, puts the camper into a sleeping bag and beats him against a tree. I'm sorry. That's that just that is awesome. Awesome movie work there, dude.
1: Jason has superhuman strength, man. Jesus, he threw that guy around like a ragdoll, literally.
0: Wow, that's the reason Gene Hackman turned down the role. What's that? He turned it down because of too many night shoots. Hey, he was an older well, guy back then. Not back then, he wasn't. Freaking prima donna. Huh. Oh, boy. Uh, he was, he was uh, in his 60s. Oh, uh, 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 was that? Yeah. I mean, he's 90 now. Let's let that sink in for you, folks. Lex, yeah, 90. Lex Luthor is 90.
1: Freaking, this is, ooh,
2: yeah.
1: Well, at least he put air freshers up there. Being courteous. Yeah. Hmm. Look at that. Slow deterioration. Look at that. Oh boy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he is. Oh, shit. That that was it. That was it. He's already dead, man. There's no saving, guys. Sorry. That was a jump scare right there, kids. Yep, for me. That was the one. Yeah. <laughs> that was it, man. And it wasn't anything crazy. It was just coughing.
0: So now there was a sequel to this movie in spirit. Um they
1: uh spiritual sequels.
0: In a way, yeah. I mean, they they were going to make a sequel to it, but they uh, there's a lot of kickback to the movie and um, Fincher's like, no, you I'd rather just take, you know, mm. ice picks to the eyeballs. Uh, if uh, Morgan Freeman was set up to do the sequel. Um, he was signed up to do it because, I mean, basically, you know, you got to think, you know, the, you know, David's character is probably just going to be sitting in, you know, <laughs> sitting yeah, in a, a, yeah, just sitting yeah, at a funny farm. Yeah, if he's a president of a mental institution and New Line wanted to build on what they thought could be a franchise, which they, they could have. Uh, so the studio took on a uh, spec script called, titled Solace, uh, and it basically it was a psych, uh, psychic investigation uh, investigating a serial killer, kind of the same style here. And it, it had a retrofitted for Freeman's summer set. Uh, <laughs> s- never took off, but it was eventually released under the same title, Solace, with Anthony Hopkins uh, in Ooh. 2015. Uh, but it was not directly tied in stating, you know, the names that they, they changed names. So there wasn't any real true connection. But if anybody's interested, take take a look. It's a good cast. Anthony Hopkins, Colin Farrell, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you know, Abby Cornish. It's a, uh, you know, hmm,
2: decent looking cast. Kid, you know.
0: But that was, uh, but yeah, that was supposed to be the script or the sequel for Seven, but they, uh, they, they changed it, because the director didn't want to do it, and nobody else did.
1: By the way, if you blinked really quick in that stairway scene... You could actually see, you know, Kevin Spacey.
0: Yeah. He, if you watch, he's all over the place in this movie. Yeah, he I is. don't. I don't know. I've I, watched a bunch trying to catch him, but I know he's in every scene or every part yeah, of every scene. Yeah,
1: yeah, he is. Like the stairway scene is the only one that I could actually tell. That's that was, Yeah, that's was, the was, big
0: one. Yeah, that's the big one where he's like, oh, yeah, that's Kevin. But yeah, apparently he's in the background in a lot of other other ones here. Uh, rocking a bald head, which, by the way, when he said, uh, you know, when uh, David said he he would have to do it, that he wanted him to be have a bald head through the whole movie, Kevin said, "Only if you do," and he did. So <laughs> David, David, and Kevin both were rocking bald heads uh, during this time. Nice.
1: Future Lex Luther, Kevin Spacey. Yeah,
0: future other things too. We don't yeah, really to we'll talk about. We won't get into that
1: talking about only the positives. He was not a he was not a bad Luther.
0: No, just, I I liked him as Luther actually. I I, I, I just think he, the movie he captured he captured Hackman's you know his his personality and in his like his attitude. Uh I think the best you know the best scene was you know, him in the boat. Yep, you know when when uh you know he, he was he was talking to Lois and about you know are, are you talking
1: about the kid when he throws the piano?
0: No, 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 no. When, that uh, that
1: to me is when he's lax.
0: He's yeah. like, but no, there's a scene where he's talking and in, and, and she's like, you know, no, Superman will come and save me. He's like, no, oh, wrong. He does that loud wrong. Yeah, yeah wrong. That's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's, and that just to me that just screamed Hackman. I could see Gene doing that. So the scene for me was the the piano scene where the kid throws the piano.
1: He looks at it. He's like. Who is that kid's father? <laughs> Just like all calm. <laughs> well,
0: oh. So, uh, director Andrew Kevin, or not director, sorry, writer Andrew Kevin Walker. Uh, wrote the script uh, over a two-year period while working at a branch of Tower Records. If anybody remembers Tower Records, wow. Tower Records they used to have a big, uh, used to have a big store
1: down in, um, I think it was downtown Disney in our area.
0: Yeah, well, I think we had records there. I've, I went to the DC one. I went to the LA one. Never got a chance to check out the the New York one when we were in New York. But yeah, no, it was I always loved Tower Records. It was always cool. Uh, Actually LA had yeah, LA LA had two of them there and I checked out the big one that, but the, the old school one where you if you ever watch any old uh, videos of like when Metallica came out mm-hmm. with her album the signings yep. that, that was uh, that signings was a lot of that, uh, records, yeah. yeah that li- it was was a little tiny shop, man. You wouldn't expect it to – but then they opened up a massive one down the street. and I I remember my god I picked up I think a it mechanical animals from Marilyn Manson it's a a friend walked down there from from Sunset Boulevard to to there to kinda,
1: pick it up i i kind of miss those when you actually go into a store buying physical media yep. and just just scrolling through and you know you're there to buy like a certain cd and if they don't have you like well who's this and then mm-hmm. some of the stations will have like little those poor stations where you put the headphones on and you could preview the album
0: yeah the little like, listening and stations that, yeah. yeah
1: and like they would only play like maybe like a 15 or 30 seconds uh, snippet but you be like well what is this you know I, I picked up so many albums just doing that yeah so
0: did I. yeah a lot of great Found a lot of great bands that way. Now, it's funny is the the director or the writer, you know, uh, Andrew Kevin Walker, his name is actually used in uh, Fight Club because the directors or the detectives that are in Fight Club mm-hmm. are Detective Andrew Kevin and Walker. Mm. So David Fincher uh, for a little nod for him got him to you know got that to be used.
2: That's,
0: I didn't notice that. trying to find i know there's a count for how many f-bombs are in this because there was quite a few morgan
1: freeman can talk a man out of not having cancer you don't really have cancer boy it's not inside of you that's inside of your mind just go ahead and he goes to the doctor doesn't have cancer he could he could cure cancer I'll tell you what, when my final demise comes, I want Morgan Freeman to narrate my freaking funeral. That's it. Oh, I was thinking of trying to get Pee Wee Herman. Ooh, that'd be better. Get Paul. Oh, you know what? Scratch that. Yeah, Paul Rubens to narrate my
2: he (laughs) was (laughs) a nice guy.
1: Which means he's a
0: killer. Now, Kevin Spacey and Morgan Freeman actually uh, were uh, appeared together in another movie this same year. Mm. Has something has something to do with something that happened this year?
1: I don't want to look it up. But I'm gonna keep thinking.
0: Had a monkey in it. Twelve monkeys. No. 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 Oh, that was a year after this. Oh, okay, sorry. But no, think of something that happened this year that had a monkey in it. Congo? No, no. he wasn't in Congo. Congo. You're, you're, you're knocking on the door, though, man. You are knocking on that door.
1: Congo. Oh, oh, oh my God. There was no King Kong movie that year.
0: Um. A little monkey, uh, not a big monkey. Oh, uh, a capuchin! There was a capuchin monkey in it. Oh, uh, I can't think.
1: Well, I can think. I just can't think of the movie.
0: And Captain Hook. The actor that played Captain Hook was in it. This oh, thing. um, uh, ooh, ooh. Uh, oh. oh, uh, the the virus movie. There you um, go. Yeah, I don't um, know the name of it. Outbreak. Uh, Outbreak Yeah Yeah Morgan Freeman and Kevin Spacey Both uh, appeared in that movie As well as this one So there's a little Little connection for you
1: You know Speaking of strange movies You know When when we were talking about Gorillas just a second ago I was thinking about You know The King Kong movie From 1977 With Jessica Lange Did you know they made a sequel To that movie? Yeah With Linda Hamilton?
0: Yeah I have been looking for that movie, and I cannot find it anywhere. Look around the uh, pizza shop, by the way, just to okay. give you a heads up. Just kind of look around. And- I remember yeah. that was a
1: weird movie, like King Kong. Like He yeah, yeah. somehow survived. He was getting a heart transplant. It was strange.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I saw that movie. Yeah, it, was- <laughs> it, was- it was bad. What's that, what's that sign say behind him? Uh, oh, I missed it. Oh, it'll go back to him. Pizza. Yeah. Look at the sign that was on the window. What's that say? New York pizza. Oh, well, <laughs> it doesn't mean that they're actually in New York, though. I know. I just I thought I was kind of like, wait a, wait a second. That's. So you guys really want to feel old. And I know that guy and, is. Some, and some of you guys may have to may have to look up something. Um, the U.S. LaserDisc suggested retail price for this movie. Really want to like, dig into that one. Do you know what the uh, retail price was for this movie in LaserDisc?
1: Forty nine ninety nine. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. fifty dollars. Yep. I know. I was one of the weirdo guys who.
0: I never did LaserDisc. I never, never got into that. I was never saw the the need for it. I I saw LaserDisc on. I'm like, I don't know if that's you know we we bought worth laser. it. Didn't last long.
1: Trust me. We only had two LaserDiscs.
0: Again, yeah, By the mind. way, if
1: you miss the actor in that scene right there, been a lot of movies. I'm gonna bring him up right now because I freak I, uh where is he? Hold on. Let us see if I can find him. Way down here. There he is. That is Mark Boone Jr. as the FBI agent. If you don't know who Mark Boone Jr. is, he was Lieutenant Flask in Batman Begins. You don't recognize him there because he was he didn't have the long curly hair and beard. He was also in Sons of Anarchy. And he was in an episode of The Mandalorian. He's done a ton of stuff, but that's uh,
0: Oh yeah, no, he's been he's been everywhere. Yeah. We watched a movie not long ago with him in it. Um Oh no, I did. I'm sorry. He was in vamp- uh, uh, the vampire one with uh, vampires, right? Yeah. John Carpenter's vampire. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He was in there as one of the, as one of the hunters that gets uh, gets taken out at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I, I sat down I'm like, dude, I know him. Where do I know him? Because he he doesn't have a beard. He's thinner, you know. His hair's mm-hmm. not long. And I was like, man, where the do, do I know him from. There he is again. There's Lieutenant Flask.
1: Flask, why are you taking my money? I have kids to feed. Wow, they don't like falafel? <laughs> Murder is the case that they gave me.
0: Man, this is funny, like reading through some of these things. Or, like The people that mm. turned down this movie, I'm like, why would you? I don't know. Maybe I know sometimes folks don't see. What they what they're reading, and I don't. But some of the actors that have turned down this movie, you would.
1: I know. I could tell you. I could tell you why. And it's actually one of the seven deadly
0: sins: pride, baby, pride. A lot of pride in actors. You know that. Yeah, I know. I just like some of the actors that have turned down, you know, some of these roles. I'm like, really? I'm glad they did. I mean, don't get me wrong. When I'm reading off these names, I haven't even read half of them off. But I'm like, yeah, I don't don't see that. There he is. Yep. Run force.
1: There he is. He didn't have to do anything why did you shoot at him they didn't know who he was you know before i'm I'm gonna tell you something that you probably already know before we did this movie tonight I actually thought we were going to do Warlock one and two. So I, I did like extensive studies and had
0: like two pages of notes on both films. We can, well, we can do those later.
1: <laughs> like, I, like, literally, I was like, oh, this actor was like, I had like, I had quotes down. I'm like, oh, shit. I mean, this one, I know I like the back of my hand. I've seen it so many times I own it, but I think you'd be very interested in the notes i had for those two films
0: no well, you said, you know, we can definitely do warlock i i, I just sent it to you because you and i had talked about it a couple of episodes ago i was like you know what i don't know if he's even got this movie so let me uh let me no i got it and I and, I, and I
1: and like i did the research i actually uh, watched both well them i didn't well no
0: i meant i didn't know if you had it in your library because no, 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 have... when i stumbled across it i'm like dude i haven't seen this in forever i'm downloading it for me and then I remembered. Oh wait, we talked about that. We did. We I was did like, play- I got to make sure he, I make sure he gets a. Copy that was of
1: that. like a weird symbiosis type of thing. I was like, when I mentioned Warlock, you were like, yeah, I seen it. I was like, what? I don't know anybody who's yeah. seen. those In fact, two-
0: not only have I seen it, I had the uh, the Apocalypse movie poster up in my bedroom. Oh I it was my cool
1: god!
0: Yeah. Yeah, Julian Julian Sands, Julian was, uh, Sands, yeah, he was, man, did great. Julian yep.
1: Sands, and uh, a very well, he wasn't young, but uh Richard E. Grant. Isn't that first film too? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, apparently John Doe's a good shot too.
0: So the the F bomb is dropped a total of seventy four times throughout the movie, and mostly by Brad Pitt, by the way. But uh, yeah, so that's a, uh, it's, a it's a good uh, good number there. You know, seeing him in this movie, you know, just you know,
1: time flies by quickly. We we both said that on numerous occasions. But like literally, you look at Brad Pitt here; he's like on the beginning of his path to be this you know great stoic actor. And like today, he is that one of the elder statesmen, stoic type of actor that everybody predicted that he would be.
0: Fast, man. Man, you don't want all that work to go to waste. You want to get out of there. Yeah, man. You're not. He's not done.
1: Look at Freeman. He's just chilling. like, "I'm gonna get there when I get there."
0: Yeah. He he reminds me very much of Gibbs from yes, NCIS. Like yeah, Gibbs doesn't wor- Gibbs, Gibbs, what? Gibbs doesn't work too hard, but you know what? He's gonna get. He's gonna get Look, where he needs to get. Why don't you get over here, boss? Really? It's, it's just, <laughs> I just, I just got to work work smarter, not harder. Oh, now here's an interesting one. We've talked about who would have who would have played the Brad Pitt or the Morgan Friedman character. We have yet to talk about who could have played the role of John Doe and turned it down. This one's interesting because you got to think at the time at the time time of the place. Right now, it, we would be like, uh, no, not really. Val Kilmer turned it down. And you got to realize John Doe's not doing much. John Doe, he's not in here that often. It's, but yeah, he had, he turned that down. That's the uh, uh, yeah, because he was at the height of his yeah. That's what I'm saying. Most yeah, people most people think about now, like when we make references to hey, somebody should have played this back then, I and mean, we all think of everything we've known to this point, not at that moment. If you just look at his his body of work. Up to this time, would have been a bold choice for him. Bold, yeah. I think it would have yeah, been a big, very, step very out. bold, yeah. big, big step out of his, big step out of the box. And I, th- I think it would have worked. I think it would too. You could have killed it. You know, when people think of his roles around this time, I think was this was this was post Batman. I know. 95? Wait, this Oh is... uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He just finished Batman Forever. He uh tombstones around this era or before or after yeah so yeah i mean you think saints yeah. after
0: yeah i mean you think you, I mean, you um, think, think about that and it's
1: willow
0: real genius which is my favorite my movie yeah man. i love it you know he said he did more jim morrison at the time uh oh yeah true romance. Mor- you, got, you were talking about true romance you know he played uh, elvis presley in true romance uh you know just a lot at the, around this time frame. Uh, the Saint was b- after this, by the way. Was it? Yeah.
1: Another criminally underrated movie yeah. is the Saint.
0: Uh, of course, you know, you think, yeah, you, you threw in your real genius, even the, you know, Top Gun. Top. Yep. Top Gun. You know, most people forget about that, and, and and of course, to me, my favorite early Val Kilmer. Top, top secret. secret. Exactly. Yeah. Is, <laughs> I knew you got you, I was oh, waiting. Sorry, for it. man. Just. That's, <laughs> top Secret,
1: man. That's where he's basically playing sort of like an Elvis Presley kind of lounge singer guy. Hysterical. And my and uh that is his first interaction um with Michael Goh. Michael Goh in that movie also, who becomes Alfred later on.
0: Yes, that's right. Yeah, he is. Yeah.
1: I just remember that scene where they're in the prison or uh, they're trying to get Michael Goh out of his cell. And um apparently he's he's like, hey, man, but I've, I've been digging a tunnel to, on the way out. He's like, really? And they look at the tunnel and it's like the Holland Tunnel. <laughs> he's like, wow, that's a big tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> I miss those spoof comedies, man. When they're done well, they're hysterical. Yeah, I can't think of anything
0: new. I think the last like scary movies was like the it, last, but those
1: weren't those weren't even that funny.
0: Well, like honest. the first one was, yeah, the first, first one, one
1: was. was. Yeah. But then after that, it just got to be a trope, and it was just dumb.
0: I don't like when things become tropes. Well, any spoof movie is a trope. I mean, you're, to be yeah, honest, but it, w- they're w- all when it's
1: but when it's done well. It's like you're dying of laughter, like hot shots and airplane and, you know, naked gun. Those are all funny. The, like the ones after that, like I scary movie part one. Oh, my God. I remember there was one where they spoofed the 300. Oh, God, it was so awful. I think it was called Meet the Spartans.
0: Yeah. Well, I know there was a group of. Writers and producers that were just knocking those out, and that—that's when the that when that group got a hold of them. I think that's when it went bad. But when it would sporadically happen, those were you know always great. You know, and you, that's the thing
1: for next year. We got to find a way to do some spoof movies. Well, we haven't
0: done
1: we haven't done a spoof. Well, movie I mean,
0: yet. we're 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 it's on our list already. But Spaceballs, yeah. you know, is already going to be oh, you know. Uh, well, that's you throw you throw anything, you know, Mel Brooks. You, you we gotta. Frankenstein, man. I uh, see. I don't take that one so much as spoof. That's, you don't think so? I don't take that spoofy. Yeah, you know, Men in Tights and Spaceballs. I, I take it spoofy. Men
1: in Tights.
0: There's is something tight. special in, about the about what they did in in Frankenstein and Young Frankenstein. It's to me, I don't. Yeah, think that's that,
1: it. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's it, Frankenstein. Yeah,
0: I, I just don't think it's. There's something, like I said. There's just something special what he captured and how he did it. It's just like when you watch like the producers and uh, what's the. Uh, what's the one the, um the great dictator you know you look at stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah there's yeah, it's funny but there's 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 a, a, there's a meat to the to the actual story what was the other mel
1: brooks one the end of the world part 1
0: yes yeah
1: i'm still waiting for the end of the world part 2 by yeah, the way yeah so we are so <laughs> so are all of us
0: and we're also still waiting for the spaceball sequel so Uh, I think he's in his 90s now or late, probably mid 80s, but.
1: If you know what, let me ask you this. Mel Brooks is going to come back and do one movie before, you know, he calls it quits. Which one do you
0: want him to do? He's got a lot. End of the world part three or part two, I think. Spaceballs for me, man. Uh, I just—it's a spoof. I, of, well, yeah, it's,
1: I, I, I know, I know, but still, it's a spoof. That was one culture, of those.
0: To spoof the actual world is better than just to spoof one. True, series. but
1: that's one of those spoofs that actually has a life of its own now. It has like its own entity. Yes, it's based on Star Wars, but like people, like dude, I, like me and you, we quote that thing all the time. But even people that I don't know, you see Spaceballs, yeah, Lord Helmet, like. But I wouldn't say no to the end of the world part two.
0: I mean, honestly, I I, I think I probably quote uh, "Blazing Saddles" more than I, I quote "Spaceballs." I quote "Spaceballs." It is, yeah. He is in his ninety. He's ninety-four.
1: Yeah, so it's.
0: And I don't think any of his kids do movies, so.
1: Telling you, man, when we see this Batman movie, I guess in twenty twenty one, look no further of where he got a lot of his uh, ideas from. I mean, just based on the trailer, but from what I see, it's a lot. It's heavily influenced by this movie, and I believe that's where we're gonna get. Again, my issue is the guy wearing the bat suit. That's it.
0: Yeah, his only child that I, I I there's any link to is a Max Max Brooks yeah Max Brooks and he I think he mostly does well of writing yeah I think he does like zombie zombie novels zombie novels uh, you know and that's okay I mean it's always you know, yeah it's, I, it's nice that con- not ever you know not everybody continues to continues the family tradition but you know you yeah it's kind and, of like
1: Pete Rose and Pete Rose Jr. you know Dad had over, you know, four thousand hits and Pete Rose Junior was, you know, had you know five.
0: Oh, he still is acting though. I am I am rather impressed. Who? Mel? Mel Brooks, yeah. Is he? Yeah, he's got a movie uh coming out next year. Um I don't want him to I don't want him to act, I want him to direct. He's uh it's gonna be a it looks like animated. Uh, he's gonna be doing a voice in the movies called Blazing Samurai. <laughs> uh, and he's playing a shogun it's an up-and-coming computer animated film uh, inspired by Brooks. so actually this is kind of this is supposed to be a seminal uh, sequel kind of to the Blazing Saddles Um, I don't know how did you graphic- ever oh it, this might be graphic this may not be a kid's it looks like it's animated but You've got film star. uh you got uh, filming. Uh, uh Michael Cera, Samuel L. Jackson, Ricky Gervais, <laughs> George Takei, Gabriel oh. Iglesias. So yeah, wow. Not for kids. I'm gonna that's say that's not for kids. Yeah, not I don't this, think that's not gonna be a kiddie movie. But that's that's awesome. That if they're uh, definitely uh, you know, continuing on with the. Have you ever heard? I mean, I'm sure
1: you've listened to Fat Man. Fat well, Fat Man Beyond. Now I'm sorry. Uh, where Mark Bernard and he's talking to Kevin and he mentions that. You know, when Blazing Saddles came out, there actually is a series that was made that has like these, I guess there's 10 episodes that were filmed, but never released. It was almost like a whole season of Blazing Saddles.
0: Oh, for like a a television series? Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that, but
1: yeah, uh, look it up. Apparently they, they filmed an entire season. They filmed it and everything, but it's never been released. Thought you might dig that little nugget.
0: No, actually, it was released. It was? Yes, okay. it was. Um, but they only aired the pilot. Uh, it's a television pilot uh, titled Black Bart. That's it. It was produced uh, by CBS uh, on Bergman's original story, uh, based off the original story, featured Louis Gossip Jr. as Bart and Steve uh, Lazenberg as a drunken sidekick and former Confederate officer named Reb Jordan. Uh, Other cast members included uh, Millie Slavin and Noble Willingham. Um, And it says it aired, uh, the pilot aired once on April 4th, 1974. And the pilot episode was later included in the bonus feature of the Blazing Saddles' 30th anniversary DVD and Blu-ray. So if you guys are looking for that, I love
1: an antagonist like this who just talks so intelligently. That's more frightening than I'm going to kill. I've been um, I've been listening to a lot of the. Uh, Grilling Jr. podcast, by the way, great recommendation. That in eighty three weeks, I love that. I love those. I I listen on the way to work, on the way home. I listen to uh, another podcast called Midnight Movies. But anyway, I digress. I've I've listened to Grilling and Jr. and there's an episode he's talking about El Gigante, and he's like, "Oh, we signed this guy, El Gigante. He's big heel." And it was like he and like they had it was him and Jr. and they're like they're trying to practice his promo skills, and um, Jr. is like, "Look, okay, Gigante." Look in the camera and cut a promo on, you know, you want to fight or you know beat Ric Flair. And, you know, he didn't know a lot of English back then. He's like, OK, go. And then J- J- they, st- they start filming and JR is like, OK, Eligante, you're going to face Ric Flair this Saturday. What are you going to do? And Eligante goes like this. Ric Flair, I kill you. <laughs> they stop filming. It's like, nah, this guy can't do no promo.
0: Oh, who's that behind the uh, the, in the Oh, bill? hey. That gentleman looked familiar. Mm-hmm. Who is that? Hold on, let me... I think he actually was one of the ones listed on here. Let me go back to...
1: By the way, another basically band of this era, Gravity Kills, with yep. that song right in the background. You know, I bought that whole album, and the only good song on that album is that song you just heard right there. That's where you couldn't get away with singles back then. That was uh,
0: Michael Massey, Fun Boy from from The Crow. Is that Fun Boy? That was Fun Boy, yep.
1: Oh, shit, okay.
0: Yeah, that was who that is. I was like, man, he looks familiar. Uh, I actually got a chance to see Gravity Kills opening up for, on the reunion tour For the Sex Pistols. Wow! Oh, damn! Tell you how uh, how fun that was at the. uh, We went to God. That was the Universal Amphitheater, I think, or Bowl, or whatever you want to call it. When I lived out in L.A., that was a that was a fun show. You
1: know, speaking of uh, Johnny Rotten, you know, at work I play all these playlists, and a Johnny Rotten song came on, but he it wasn't with the Sex Pistols. I guess it was that Side Project band he had, and I kept hearing a song. It could be wrong you could be right i was like that's johnny rodden like what the hell i forgot the name of that band but it's uh, either like
0: there. an initial of something if i remember yeah I remember
1: like die something something i don't know you could be wrong you could be right you could be black you yeah could public be image rights. that's who it yeah, was, public was. Image, yeah and there's somebody else right there the uh man if you look the, the, the supporting cast, like these guys, like we know Pitt and Freeman, but like the the supporting supporting cast, these guys have actually had careers. They're still working, so. Yeah, Cause that guy, uh, I'm gonna look him up right now. Sorry. That is la Leland Orser.
0: Plays a lot of sweaty roles, if I remember correctly. A lot of
1: films though. Oh my god, he was in the devil's advocate.
0: I'm trying to remember another movie where he, where he was sitting there freaking out and all sweaty. Oh, Alien Resurrection. That's what it was. Yep, yep. He's in there, yeah, too. Yep. Yeah. I, yes was like, I was like, it was another one where he was like all sweaty and like freaking out about shit. And I'm like, yeah.
1: you know, You know who's in this movie also, but he's uncredited as a cop? Charles S. Dutton. Also from Alien Resurrection and in a little-known Dutton, TV. Show. Dutton's in
0: this one? Really?
1: Yeah, he's uncredited, though. He's uncredited. Hmm. And if you guys have never watched, uh, I believe the TV show was called Rock before Dwayne Johnson, but it was called Rock and it was a story uh sitcom about a garbage man. Yep. I mean, and his struggles in suburbia. Yeah.
0: That was a uh, you actually got to see uh the I'm trying to remember the gentleman's name, but he he became a director of Vance on NCIS. Yes, uh, his yes, na- his yes. name is actually Rocky. It's which was funny is Charles S. Dutton played Rock, but the character that played his son, his real name was Rocky.
1: You know, you touched on Morgan Freeman. I mean, I'm not Morgan Freeman. You touched on um, Kevin Spacey. And, you know, without going into details, because I'm not going to do that. But a question for me, you know how Hollywood sometimes, you know, as time goes on, all is forgiven and all that crap. Do you think we're ever going to see him again on screen? all it's going to take is a minor role, like maybe a cameo or something or, you know, let I me mean, say what you will. The guy is talented. Hmm.
2: Hmm.
1: Oh, sorry. I didn't realize that. See, moments like this. You know, you're in the middle of the movie. Well, you're close to the end now, almost. And now you have the dilemma, like, you know, how do we catch this guy? We can't catch him. We don't know who he is. He's messing with our heads. And that's, you know, I don't want to throw this out here to anybody and you know saying that the old knows more than the youth because i think you can take elements from both sides you can take stuff from the older guys because they've been through it and you can also take stuff from the younger people because their experiences are brand new that you haven't experienced when you were growing up so i think there's a there's a common thing There's a balance you can use but i think in this instance the young guy is so arrogant he refuses to listen that's why the older guys like well listen you know Just, you know, and I've been guilty of that myself in my life experience. Trust me. If I would have listened more, there were things maybe I would have done a little bit easier, but, you know, it's just, you know, sometimes arrogance can be your own worst enemy. And in this case, for Mr. Detective Mills, his arrogance, Gets the better of him, as you will see. But think about it right now. I mean, Morgan, I mean, Morgan, sorry. Brad has come off like these uh, films, like film Louise. You know, he did Legends of the Fall. Um, He did California with Kay. You know, he's acting against all these big heavyweights early on in his career and that has helped him to maintain a career. Like we said early on, like, you know, there's never been like, you know, a pit because Pitt has been steady. Everything he does every year, good or bad, never seen. He's never bad. Even Benjamin Button, which I didn't like, not, a, you know, he was good in it. Put him in any movie. He'll succeed. It's, it's, it kind of shocks me that he doesn't want to do like, you know, kind of like a um, comic book film. I think he'd be great in it because I think any character he takes, he takes it and makes it his own you know that's his preference he's been around hollywood long enough he doesn't need those
0: films yeah i think um a legend of the falls is probably his best like as far as like a movie where he got experience, because you think of the yeah cast. yeah
1: anthony hopkins was in there um uh i, th- I think julie armand is in that movie too and and the, the guy who plays his brother henry thomas from et fame is also in that movie he plays the uh, brother who gets killed um but yeah not acting against anthony hopkins man that's that's basically saying, hey, man, I'm giving you a stamp of approval. Um, what I was saying earlier on, uh, we were talking about Kevin Spacey earlier and, you know, not to go into details, as I won't. But as you know, Hollywood can be a very forgiving place after time and space. Do you think we will ever see Kevin on screen again?
0: I don't. We may, in an independent capacity. Okay. I don't think we'll see him. Uh, who's the gentleman, um, Mr. Rooney, Principal Rooney? Oh. um. Uh, uh, escaping me now. Sorry. Yeah, but but that that actor, I know he you know he was went through something, and we don't see him as much. We see him in little doses. Yeah, what he did
1: was that. You're not going to see him again.
0: Yeah.
1: Just a question. That's all. Just wondering somebody's opinion. You know, to me... You know, what happens to Detective Mills and, and you know, as the movie goes along to me is due to his arrogance. Arrogance is not considered a sin. But to me, it is because he's so like, you know, one way he's not really listening to Morgan Freeman too much. He's basically, no, it's this way. It's this way. I'm not even that conversation they had at the bar. He's like, you think I'm going to think with you like this, but I'm going to think like this. Like he's it's it's going in one ear and out the other. You know, I was just, I was trying to explain to everybody here that, you know, where I come from, as far as I'm concerned, you know, listening to older people as compared to younger people, I always try to listen to both sides. I try to comp- take both sides. because I think they both have a point. Older people have a point because they've been through it. Younger people have a point because they're you're seeing it from a different perspective. And I think you have to gather those two in. And Mills's problem here is he didn't take anything in until it was too late. That's frightening right there. See, this is when you know that he's won. And then when you find out where that blood is from.
0: Yeah, I think right now we're still not we're still not sure. You know, we're still not sure where what's going on here. But what, what mm-hmm. you know, we, what you know, what was what the blood? What is what's happened? Mm hmm. I mean, in retrospect now, yes, we know. But
1: yeah, I'm just saying if, if a guy who's done all this to basically almost an hour and 40 minutes, of the movie all of a sudden is going to give up. They yeah. haven't caught him. They haven't come close to catch. Oh, well, they came close, but they didn't catch him.
0: But again, that why i you know, we, we've mentioned it before. I know we've beaten it to death, but the Riddler. Yeah. Yeah. This because the Riddler always wants to be caught, always yeah. wants to take credit for maybe not caught. But wants to get credit for what he's done. This guy's doing it because he wants credit for what he's done.
1: A true narcissist. That's what he is. Shaft sorry. <laughs> yeah, cheap ass. Don't even get your wife cable TV. That's a three thousand dollar suit. Sure about that? It looks like a Bird Eye special. Sorry guys, it's an inside joke. Birdines was a department store here many, many moons ago.
0: So there's a um, somebody missing from the original script. And I think this is kind of funny. The mm-hmm. original script had a strange dwarf-like woman as part of the a part of, as a part of the forensics team mm-hmm. uh, appearing in every one of the cleanups after murder had you know and and her, you know you know had happened and she would walk around hurling foul language and, and epithets at a Somerseton mills but she was cut from it but i thought that would it's <laughs> like that's kind of an odd <laughs> thing to have this this angry short woman just yelling at them that's yeah, that's a little strange
1: very fincher though no that's um fincher wouldn't do that um Did Fincher do Twin Peaks? No, who am I thinking of? Who, who did Twin Peaks?
0: You're thinking of um shoot. just Oh,
1: yeah. It's David, it's David uh, da- David Lynch. Yeah, like, that that's yeah. the image more of a David yeah. Lynch thing. You want to watch some weird films? Come on, guys. No Manscaped back then?
0: No, they're just doing that so they can... Put the wire on, yeah. Yeah,
1: See, I would watch a Gotham series like this. Hopefully, we're going to get that. Yeah, I was watching another kind of like a um, mentor-mentee movie. I was watching Kickboxer the other night, or Bloodsport, I'm sorry. Love that movie. Not the greatest dialogue in the world, but still. Simple, easy to easy to follow. <clears throat> and,
0: so I believe we found out what city they're in. Uh When? Well, it says the police badges used in the film does not identify the setting. It only says metropolitan. So the only police movie that has metropolitan as on their badges very similar to this. It's a there's a series of movies in the eighties with uh with, with this um taking place there. That's uh, similar to the police academy franchise. <laughs> so. Oh my god. Hooks may be out there, oh. high towers <laughs> out there. You don't know who could be out there. I mean, you are gonna even, pass a blue oyster bar on the way. I mean even uh I mean you even got the same cop car styling. I damn, I'm gonna, I'm damn. gonna say, i say I think Oh
1: Lord. <clears throat> you just
0: are you gonna take a hot you should do a hot take on that. Know, just <laughs> Seven is in the same world as the police academy. That's right. That's the badges the badges claiming, and I can kind of see the similarity here. You know, Jones is running around doing, you know. So I'd say, I want to. I want to see them remake this movie with the police academy in there. Put, put Mahoney in as Brad
1: Pitt. <laughs> you got no. You got to put yeah. You get Mahoney as Brad Pitt. You got to get Jones to be the Morgan Freeman character. <laughs>
0: And put, uh, it was it C. Bailey, uh, as, uh, as the, the police captain and him yelling oh, at Proctor? Uh, oh, Proctor! What was the, uh, the strong, the big woman, the, the
1: Amazon woman? You gotta put her in there too? Yeah,
0: I can't remember her name, unfortunately. Oh my God. Hey, listen, I was hurting myself with Hightower my, and my, right. my, my, my stomach is in knots now.
1: Who are you, John? Who are you, John? <laughs> Yeah, John, who are you? You want to go party sometime? (laughs) I can't get that image out of my head now. Now it's just, it's not going anywhere.
0: Now, I got to tell you, as a fan of film, I've never really quite gotten certain techniques that they do. But I love when they do like filming through the the grate of the police car. And somehow they always end up having the, the right positioning for the eyes to not be crossed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's always an interesting like like how do they do it? I mean, I understand how they do it. If they have to do is setting up to make sure it doesn't happen. But it's just very, it's like very meticulous to me when it's like it's the simplest scene. You know, like the scene where when they're looking at Kevin Spacey,
1: mm-hmm.
0: his eyes are always centered in the opening.
1: Yeah, you gotta get the right get the get the right amount of light too, so you could see it. So. he is he is the riddler well wow. and by the way it was your fault mills what happened so The scene has been spoofed a lot too. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Tons Definitely. of times. The beginning of the uh, MTV movie awards. I forgot who was hosting, they spoofed this and a couple other times. Masturbating your own feces. Whoa, okay.
0: I can definitely see how this is a creepier character than Sizer Co- Co- uh, Sose, So say yeah. And the usual suspects. Cause he's, he's doing the same thing. He's telling a story, calm, just going along with it, you know? So I can definitely see the,
1: there the are similarities, yeah. but I think in usual suspects, he's more like y- you basically think he's an idiot. Like, oh, he, he just knows stuff. You know, he's uh, he's autistic or whatever. You know, he's just rambling. But then when you find out what, what was going on, that's really like, what?
0: Well, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I think it's very, very similar to that.
1: When it you is, do yeah. find out
0: who he is, you realize how much he's played them from day the one. Yeah. I just love this back and forth between them And Morgan Freeman's not saying a word
1: Yep yeah, I don't know nothing
0: Nobody's in. Pedras. I've heard that, Yeah, I've heard that uh, term before.
1: He's <laughs> well, not wrong. There you go. Wow. Damn. Oh, Kevin. I wonder if he was nominated for an Oscar for this. I know usual suspects he won. I don't think he got nominated for this one.
0: Let's see. Uh, actually, no. Yeah, he won, actually. He, or no, for this he one? Won, not a, uh, he won a MTV Mo- Movie Awards for Best Villain. Um and nothing, Academy Awards, they were nominated for Best Film Editing and Best Original Screenplay. Um, but that, that year, uh, 1996, for the Movie Awards, uh, They this one, Best Movie, uh, Most Desirable Male, of course, Brad Pitt, you can't go wrong there. Yeah, yeah. Best On-Screen Duo, they were nominated for Brad Pitt and Morgan. <clears throat> your Shut your mouth. Nice language. Damn man! Uh, li- Saturn Awards. They they were up for a lot of Saturn Awards. Um, best writing was won, uh, and best makeup, best makeup. Really? Okay. Um, most best folly mixing. But yeah, the, he wasn't. It was the only one he was nominated for. It was for the MTV mo- movies.
1: Craphead basically is the '90s audience right there.
0: Yeah, like you, you know, Freeman knows something's up.
1: Yeah, Freeman hey, he's is, not, he, the, he's he,
0: not sure. He's like, I know, I know something's happening here. I know he did mm-hmm. something. Brad's- Doesn't say
1: a word. Yeah. The whole car, right? He said a couple, maybe two words,
0: yeah. two words, I think. <clears throat> and that's why, because he's he's thinking. He's like, okay, what did he? What has he done?
1: See, notice how when he talks to 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 Morgan Freeman, it's different.
0: Well, again, you got to realize the last the last sin isn't against Morgan. He's, I'm pr- pretty sure he's okay with Morgan. He's never his anger, his you know his his hatred, you know, for society hasn't has never been directed to him.
1: When's the last time you saw a movie like this that was just totally suspense psychologically driven
0: like this? It's been a while. Like I said, that's when I when I had long... to pick when I had to sit down and pick the you know, the, the thriller movie, I was like, man, there's just the only one that sticks out to me that just needs to be done. You weren't wrong. Oh, yeah, I didn't do that.
1: Howard Shore did the score, right? Yeah, that's who yeah, that's who did yeah, the score. I just it's so good, man. It's just like I mean, I know I know when somebody does a score, they have the whole movie in front of them so they could just they have time to plan and do not the always, whole not always. But still, like yeah. I just man,
0: it's just like the whole movie is good, but the score just it just blends oh, here comes here comes a back to the future reference for you folks. The delivery what? guy showing up at the right time.
1: I have a letter for Marty McFly. (laughs) Are you Marty McFly? We've been holding this letter for 40 years. This is FedEx. Oh, they don't mention, they don't have like a, uh, they're not advertising it, are
0: they? Nah, no, I don't, I don't know. Now keep an eye on this driver. He's from a famous family of actors. See anything in the face?
1: <clears throat> no, no, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. That's DHL! No, it's not, I'm sorry. I can't see him.
0: He is a member of the Arquette family. That is the What?
1: Is that, that George? No,
0: that's uh, I believe it yeah, I think it's George or Richmond, one of the one of the other two that didn't really take off. Oh yeah. Yeah, his, actually, yeah, that's a Richmond, not 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 George. There, okay. is no, there is no George Arquette. Yeah, we know. Yeah, was, uh, there's only there's <laughs> only Patricia, David, <laughs> and Roseanne. I was like, wait, say, what? Well, well, it was George
1: at one point. So.
0: Got to open it. He's hey, the one. He's, that, my, he's the one that seemed team. to have the, the the normal life. I do
1: I don't, Yeah. That's actually what he does. Probably does right now. play probably a delivery guy, living cool. You gotta watch a documentary with David Arquette, the wrestling thing. Really no, good by the way. Really. No? No. Well. No. David no? no. no. no.
0: Arquette doing wrestling now, sorry. I know. Just, yeah. I
1: just I've seen I've
0: seen enough clips of him. Doing doing the independent circuit. And I'm like, nah, okay, I'm good. Now there's a rumor going around that there's a quick glimpse into the bat into the box, but I don't remember ever seeing that. You're one of the classic movie lines.
1: Uh
2: oh
1: Uh oh. What's in the box? <laughs> oh, what's in the box? What's in the
2: fucking box? lie!
1: you fucking Shut up! What to shoot No! It was his fault. in the stairway when he was like um she's like, who are you detective mills Oh, see dude even Freeman went got pissed you know when Freeman goes off oh, God. Oh, God. he didn't know double sin Give him the gun, man. It's your own fault, Brad.
0: Yeah, well. The alternate uh, ending actually had uh, Morgan Freeman's character doing the deed. Oh, okay. yeah, and dropping John Doe, yeah. Cuz like you were saying, you that that moment he was leading up, he was getting angrier and angrier and angrier with him. You know. And of course, you know, he's the one that knew the truth, you know. again, this is says hardened detective. He wants to leave. He wants to leave his job, but he just he can't.
1: Can't, no.
0: Every time I try to leave, they pull me back.
1: What an interesting notion for a sequel, if they ever did one. Well, they sort of did, but can you do it? Imagine doing it with like the Mills character. He gets out of a psych ward after 20 years, and then he becomes like a John Doe.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can go that route with it. I mean, it's... Hmm. So there you go, folks. Yeah. So that was seven. Yeah, again, like I said, it's one of my... All time favorite thriller movies. I have others I like, but this one, this one kind of hits home. This one's uh, a, this one. It's up there in the lexicon. Well, it's not just that; it's introduction. You know, it's definitely it's an introduction to Brad Pitt. Uh, you know, uh, not a reintroduction, but you know, you get to see more of Morgan Friedman in this. Uh, another look at Kevin Spacey. Uh, the cast is great, and it's like I've said before. I'm I'm a big fan of the of the film noir style, again, like I said before, you know, the earlier in the doing this where we were, you know, I made, you know, commentary you know, payback, that Mel Gibson movie, very film noir, crime, drama, but this also had that early or late 1990s, early 2000s, dark grit to it that I, I'm just a huge fan of. I mean, we were, we, Kane and I are from that time. So, you know, it's something that we just, We enjoy our movies. Had that we didn't have the bright happy stuff. (laughs) Explains a lot. (laughs) Explains a
1: lot. And oh my, yeah.
0: And if you actually, if you guys do watch watch it back, there is a moment where you do see Gwyneth's head. It's in a quick flash. uh, If nobody caught it, it happens very quick. It's almost a you know subliminal message style where you see you don't see her head in a box, but you just see her face. Uh, I thought that was her
1: hair or something
0: you saw. Well, you saw in the box. I'm talking about after he, after he, Somerset runs back to them, and as they're talking, and just uh, seconds before Brad Pitt kills kills him, there when the camera's on on Brad Pitt, he puts his head down, and you see a quick flash of Gwyneth, oh, really? yeah, of Gwyneth's oh, sh- face. I saw it uh, real quick, but yeah, it's it's like one of those weird subliminal, you know, flashy ones. You, you you gotta it's it's not it's not more than a couple of you know split millisecond of of it, and uh, you'll see it. Was that a Bowie song playing right now? Uh, and "Afraid of Americans," I believe, might have been that song that's on there, and that was Lesnar and Bowie. If that's the one that's playing, I turned. No, it, I no, turn no, it's it a different one. Let's see what was on this. It's sound. something else. Soundtrack. Let me yeah. See. No, it sounds like Charles Bowie. Parker. I mean, it could be uh, Slater Brothers. Gravity Kills might be a Gravity Kills one if you're thinking of. Late '90s Bowie. I mean, he did he did jump his way into the industrial scene.
1: Let me let me see. Um,
0: it's yeah, but I don't see anything that I'm would looking.
1: Be... I'm looking it up right now.
0: But yeah, guys, that is something, you know, that, that one of the ones I, I enjoy. Uh, and next month should be crime. It should be another crime one. This one was thriller. This could have sort of fallen under the crime. But I figure I'm going to throw this one under thriller and next month, the last of the the movie-themed months. So uh, my last one will be uh, for crime because uh, Kane did double duty because he wanted October. So I, I gave, him a, gave October up for him. Yes, you did, sir. Appreciate it. I found the song, by the way. What is it? The heart's filthy lesson. Oh, okay. So yeah, that is Bowie. That's why it must be one of those other ones that's not on the. Um...
1: Yeah, that's, that was one oh, of them. Okay. I was like,
0: why is that song? I, like, I know the voice. So I was like, oh, okay. Let me just try to find it. But um, is that from Astro so, Boy? I think.
1: Uh, that is. Hold on, I have it right here. I have to do a little deep dive. To it. It's um,
0: outside. Outside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was that was the beginning of his. His uh, journey into industrials industrial. just before him and Trent started doing tours together. Hmm. So what you got for us? A uh, little preview for next? Again, maybe? don't know. That's what my preview mm. was. That it's going to be crime. <laughs> that's that's my preview. Man, you got a lot of choices. So, you know, who knows what, what route we might go. Who knows? I might I might try comedy crime. Maybe bring out uh, City Heat. Little Burt Reynolds and uh, Clint Eastwood. No, uh, no Johnny Dangerously. Uh, maybe, maybe.
1: Do some Donnie Dangly. You Let's
0: can see. try to beat me on it, but you're not gonna. It's not gonna work. So, Good <laughs> try though. I, I, I'm gonna give you credit for it. That's all. What you tried to do. I was trying. I was trying. But to but you know, it. I won mm-hmm. up to you when I threw in City Heat. I mean, come on. You did. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: I wasn't even thinking of City Heat. That, that, <laughs> like, I wasn't even gonna give you credit. Then I was like, damn, City Heat. That's
0: shit. I know you're. Again, to. he w-
1: Well, Mike has won for the last couple of weeks as far as the Deadpools go. So, or the deep cuts. Did I say the, Deadpools? You did. Yes, you did. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. I've been watching too much TV. I have to get out of the house. Uh, so anyway, that was Mike's pick for the month. <laughs> next month is crime and thriller. Uh, the next midnight movies we're going to have is going to be part of the Marvel saga. Just to let you guys know. Date to be determined. But that's going to be the big one. Just a little preview for you guys. If you guys are, are hearing this in order, which I hope you are, um, next big one's going to be Infinity War, which is oof, not a lot of goodies in that movie. A lot of goodies, lots of good stuff. It's going to be a lot of good discussion, and I'm going to try to get as many people as I can on. I want to make it an event, so just a little preview. Yeah.
0: And I think, what are we doing double duty on December to try to knock it yes. out? So we out. Yes, yeah,
1: we're we're doing a Tufa in December, yes. So we'll be doing Ant-Man and the Wasp, and we'll be doing Endgame probably around Christmas. So a little preview for all you guys. Uh Mike?
0: Oh, very good. Well, guys, make sure you do check us out on streamerlinks.com forward slash heroes underscore asylum where you can find a link to all of our podcast links and social media. Uh, make sure you guys hop on our social media Facebook. We've uh, been sending out a lot of cool stuff over the week and gotten a lot more uh, interaction. We've we've dropped a few uh, folks, but the interaction's gotten heavier, which is kind of strange. I thought it was kind of backwards than what I thought was going to happen, but uh, but they are – uh. We definitely do have some uh, some uh, very active. It's folks yeah, it's on kind it. of
1: odd. Like the page, like I've stopped like posting news articles. I'm like a lie. I've stopped because there's just so much news going on. And and basically, you guys post it. So I really don't like my job. Is like almost okay. I just pass the torch, and you guys are doing it. You're doing a kick-ass job. Appreciated the likes, the discussion on the page is awesome as as well. I'm, I'm sure Mike appreciates it like I do. So thank you very much, uh, Mike.
0: Yeah, and guys, make sure yeah, make sure you guys do uh, check us out on those pages, and we will uh, see you next month.
1: Yes, we will. Uh, by the way, Twitter and Instagram underscore the Heroes Asylum, and uh, Instagram the Heroes Asylum. And guys, get to the asylum.